0: Well, good morning and welcome to St. Paul's. It is great to see so many of you here gathered together to worship God this Thanksgiving morning. For all the families that are gathered together and for maybe some university students that are home for the holidays, a warm welcome to anybody that's online joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. Now, the comedian George Burns once said, happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. But honestly, many of us, after years of isolating lockdown, of last year's potentially canceled Thanksgiving dinner, we are willing to take whatever we can get this year. And today we are exploring and explaining some of the different practices that we share here, as a family, as God's family, gathered together. We've sung a few family favorites by our our band, and we have heard some of the stories from our shared family history. Thank you, Aaron, for telling and retelling some of those important stories going back many generations. And like many Thanksgiving dinners, there will probably be newcomers, visitors for dinner, maybe a girlfriend, a new son-in-law, a visiting uncle, and maybe that's you. Maybe you're not 100% sure if or how you fit into this family, or even if you're gonna stick around next time. So we're trying to be good hosts. We're trying to explain a bit of what, why we do what we do around here. This morning, I wanna to explore together with each of you how Thanksgiving isn't just a holiday to look backwards with appreciation on the things we have. Because even when we're surrounded by so many good things, the abundance of this country we can still be swallowed up by so many concerns around us. Maybe smaller daily ones that are partly in our control, but they go all the way to the large global concerns that are beyond our control. For this weekend, maybe it's handling that relative that loves to stir up conversation, or being able to afford the time and money to prepare a dinner that pleases the crowd. Or maybe it's even debating whether or not to invite that friend who ghosted you or that you ghosted. And so we worry and we struggle with thoughts on repeat, on repeat, that keep us awake at 3 a.m. in the morning, valid thoughts or not. But thanksgiving, this act of giving thanks, can be part of a fuel that propels us and empowers us into the unknowns of our daily lives, into the unknowns of this world. Thanksgiving can give us an impulse to push through, to lean in, into the harsh realities of our world, into overcoming those, working through those internal loops, those anxious monologues. So tonight, or tomorrow's Thanksgiving dinner, this might be that one time of the year where many dinner tables are gathering around, family and friends sharing and telling stories What are they thankful in this past year? And it's a good and easy practice for us in Canada. Our fields are bountiful, our homes are mostly secure compared to those on the East Coast. We have a healthcare system that is the envy of the world, even if so many of us have been scarred by the pandemic. Our streets and our schools are mostly free of violence and guns. And our democratic capitalist institutions are mostly working to make All of us, here in this room, and those online, among the wealthiest 10% in the whole world. And these are all good things to be thankful for, and we are rightful to say thanks. Thanks to farmers. Thanks to the internet. Thanks to our employers. Thanks to our friends and family. Thanks to our support networks. And sometimes it might be just a polite Canadian habit. But sometimes we actually do have that genuine word of thanks. And for those of us who might believe in a higher power, in a God up there, in a God out there, there might be an extra step to go to say thanks to that God too. And for this family that meets here, we know that this God has revealed himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you tracked with us over the summer, and you want to go back and watch those sermons, this God is the creator of heaven and earth. This God is a God that we can call Father. And so that's the practice and habit of this family. Whenever we receive good gifts in our lives, or we see others getting good gifts, we recognize what James wrote, an earlier follower of Jesus. And he wrote in our shared history the same, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming from the Father of lights. For those of us who might call this church our family, Thanksgiving is a practice of looking back to see the character and the faithfulness of God across generations. Sometimes in your own life, but definitely across the generations. we retold stories of the heroes in our family, recent ones like Harriet Tubman, or older ones like the Apostle Paul, or the Nation of Israel. And we remember God's character in those stories. We celebrate, we rejoice, and even yesterday, after an afternoon of epic letdown, for those that watch baseball, you know what I mean, we can actually go back and rewatch and relive 1993. <laughs> and if you watch Joe Carter's home run, there is a sense of reliving, we cheer again, our lives are lifted up, almost as if it happened yesterday but it was 19 years ago. For Blue Jays fans, four words, Jose, Batista, Batflip, back on track. Thanksgiving, it fuels and energizes our prayers by focusing on the character of God. That's what it does. Christian Thanksgiving is not merely saying thanks before we receive something. Because in this passage that we heard today, that Aaron read for us, In Paul's letter to the early church in Philippi, which is in in modern-day Greece, he encourages them not to worry, but in everything to give their requests to God, their petitions and their prayers. And at first impression, this sounds like a simplistic solution that only gullible people would believe when confronted with overwhelming global situations like runaway inflation or the Iranian protests, Russian tanks and bombs. Or maybe they're they're the overwhelming circumstances in your own lives, in a solitary Thanksgiving, an empty seat with a missing person. The church at its worst has taught that people, they've taught this incomplete teaching that pray and it'll all go away. But the Apostle Paul is showing us a way that is so much more impactful and so much more difficult, actually, than just pray and it'll go away. Because for Paul, prayer was not wishful thinking that God might somehow act. So as we dial back our family album to those first 20, 30 years of after Jesus' life on earth, after he had risen back to heaven, the Apostle Paul was likely writing this, this letter while in prison. So pray and it'll all go away was not in his vocabulary. Instead, God gave, Paul gave his prayers to God with thanksgiving for good things in the past. Yes, definitely. But also thanksgiving for God's faithful character in his present condition in that prison cell. So grounded in thanksgiving, Paul, Paul's prayers trusted God's proven character as the giver of good gifts. If you have if been following with us this past few weeks, you heard those messages about the good life. And as Jenny reminded us last week, that good life is not necessarily an easy life because Jesus, his offer of abundant life doesn't mean smooth sailing, a life without trials or difficulties. And Paul knew that. Of course he knew that, writing to the early followers of Jesus from prison. So then if Thanksgiving is so central, so important to our prayer lives, so important to help us push into the mess of this world, how might we do it more than once or twice a year? Because this practice of thanksgiving, it is definitely contrary to our current habits. As N.T. Wright put it, how are you going to celebrate the goodness of the Creator if you feed your mind only in the places of the world which humans have made ugly. You see, Thanksgiving, it flies out the window when we're doom scrolling the news, or maybe when we're comparing our lives to the shiny happy people on our social media feeds. The loud billboards around us, the newsworthy items, they're mostly negative. And maybe for us accomplished professionals here of of this global city, maybe we say, hey, I did this. I got to where I, I am by myself, and there's really nothing to give thanks to God for. So Paul continues writing, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And that list of six attributes, those are good attributes by the standards of this secular world. But Paul is not just giving us an exercise in positive thinking. Because this is not a think about all the good things in life, and then your life will be a-okay. That's on par with the incomplete teaching of pray and I'll, I'll go away. Instead, think about these things. Think on these things. Could be better translated as evaluate these things. Consider and evaluate the true, honorable, just things around you. Look closely at how the pure, pleasing, and commendable things of this world These are actually gifts from a good God. So then Thanksgiving becomes a harder work. It becomes an effort to pattern our thoughts in a way that celebrates God's goodness throughout all creation. Thanksgiving is not an annual celebration of the good things we have. It's not just that. It's not only looking backwards or saying thanks before you receive something, but for us as part of God's family, thanksgiving has an eternal perspective. Thanksgiving is a fuel that propels us into the human unknowns because we have concrete hope. We have concrete hope in God's character as the giver of good gifts. So in a few more minutes, we will celebrate communion. And this celebration... This weekly act of rejoicing is actually an act of thanksgiving. For the Greek nerds out there, Eucharist is literally the word thanksgiving. A meal of Jesus' body and blood. And in this celebration, keep an ear out. Keep an ear out as we remember God's character. Keep an ear out as we retell Jesus' story. Let us keep on doing these things, and as we face the uncertain world ahead of us, at dinner tonight, at work this week, let us keep on reminding each other of the concrete hope we have in God's character. Happy Thanksgiving.